Minisodes. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Minisode 76, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. 76. Mm. Oh, no. baby. Oh, baby. No. Welcome. All right. I don't know what you guys, uh, I hope you're all doing well, by the way, patrons. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. I got some fun stuff to talk about today. Oh, uh, wow. I think... I know it's always fun and lighthearted and not dark at oh, all mine is for this week. Very dark, like dark side of the moon. Dark. Nope. Just like usually okay. I come with like some positivity, but today <laughs> I went Ooh. the exact opposite. <clears throat> well, then let's quickly talk about something that's already kind of old newsish by now. The moon cube. Have you boys seen the moon cube? I, yes. heard, I didn't. I didn't get the follow up on the moon cube, but is, is there a follow up? The follow-up will be in two to three lunar days, aka two to three months, uh, okay. when the when the when the rover gets closer. But the rover is going that way now to see like what this thing is. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I was looking at the picture. If you if you guys go look at the uh, moon cube picture, listeners, um, it's, it's interesting because they it's found a cube on the moon. It's on the horizon. That's what yeah. we know so far. And the, the picture shows that in the center, like if you look at the center of the cube, there's a shadow, which indicates that it's clearly not a perfect cube, whatever it, it is. It looks like an arch of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that's like light is being casted and causing a shadow in the middle, which means it's just not a cube, but it just the pixels certainly make it look like a cube from a distance. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to, to see what it is. I don't know. What do you think it is? You think it's just like an asteroid pushed up some rock and just looks like a Maybe it's just a cube from a distance, but it's just a boulder. What do I actually think it is? Yeah, what or what do you give me, give me your, your educated, obviously scientific sourced opinions it's on what rock. you think this is. It's a rock. It's a rock. Yeah. No matter My, what, though, make... no matter what they say, the conspiracy already exists where it's like, oh, that's what they're going to tell us when they discover that it's Damn, actually right. a giant pylon of some sort. See, this all segues into my actual story. There is a crashed disc on Mars, everybody. I'm going to send this to you right now. Oh. And I, don't, I don't want you to. Do, OK, this is not coming from a reputable news source. This is a, an anomaly hunter who was scouring through NASA images, discovered something on Mars that initially looked like a crater or like a, a asteroid impact. But they've discovered instead that it's perhaps a disc. I'm sending you the video. It's right perhaps now. a disc. Well, because, you know. There's your, there's your video. I send it in Zoom. Oh, okay. Send it to Z. Zoom. Send it to Zoom. There you go. You can see the wakes it left as it crashed into the, into okay. Mars. Okay. And there's the disc right at the back, right there. Yeah. You know what? It looks like what a snake would look like. Like if it left a little trail. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. Like a little slithery spot. Um, yeah. Yeah, so just so you know, in the, in the photo, a curious object with a st- distinctly round edge can be seen seemingly half buried in the Martian dirt with a long streak behind it, indicating the anomaly looks to be around 40 to 50 feet in diameter. Ward theorized that the oddity could be some kind of disc-shaped ship that hit the sur- surface of Mars at a very low angle. Alternatively, he also posited that the strange streak behind the peculiar shape might be indicative of a ramp leading into an underground entrance. Ooh, that's, maybe this is an underground a bit entrance. Ambitious, I would say. Uh, you know, yeah, I, maybe, that's maybe Zach a little ambitious Bacon's territory. Being like, I think <laughs> I know what it is. Uh, to be clear, this picture is 15 years old. It was taken in 05 or 06 or made public on the NASA's website around that time. So this is a picture that is you can go check out that NASA's put out there. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting a shape. I'm not convinced that it's a disc, but it's it's an interesting shape for what might be a comet that collided with Earth or so, I mean Earth uh, with Mars. I don't know. What do you think? 
Is it aliens, Jesse? Uh, I'm going to say no, yes. but it would be there. cool if, if it, was. it was something like, look, one of the you know what? When mm, I don't know if it's worthy of a full episode, man, you know what? Where, where's your head at? What's going on? What are you talking yeah, this about? This is a uh, jumpy thoughts. Yeah. Well, ex- there's they're excited a, about this. Like there's there's a crazy concept. And I think we might have even talked about this in the past. But the idea that, um, you know, people keep wondering, why is there nothing out there? Like, why have we not seen life? Mm-hmm. And the idea that maybe it simply doesn't exist because like civilizations get to a certain point, and then kill themselves every yeah. time, every time. And there will be no that. like spacefaring peoples because no filter? matter what that, you always like great, are you, fail. Are you talking about the great filter theory is or uh, whatever yes, it's called? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, you know what? Fascinating stuff. And I would, and again, I'm totally open to the idea. I actually think it's like way more trippy. If it's like there, it is a base on Mars. That's base, been, yeah, that's been like empty for eight billion years, you know, like that kind of thing. Oh, no, that would be Some so cool. great. That's that like Ray Bradbury shit. Yeah, yes. yeah. that would be insane. And then I Commander Shepard gets I would bored. love that. Yeah. Well, that's my stories. More semi nonsense aliens slash some interesting space cubes. But uh, Alex, since Jesse's going to be super dark, why don't you take it next? Okay, so <laughs> this this is a story that I was really interested in, and then. I like got back to like a normal level of interest in it by the end of the story. So this came, this, this, this was the thing that was going around on TikTok. There was this guy from Sweden who said that he actually has visual proof that he met himself in the future. What? Oh, so he's okay. like, so he says he's a time traveler. He says he was fixing his sink or something. Uh, and Suddenly he he crawls in and it's like way deeper under there than it was. And it goes deeper and deeper down. And then finally on the other side of that, he sees an older version of himself uh, because it's 40 years in the future. He says, luckily, the the witch and the plumber, dude. Yeah, Luckily, (laughs) because I thought no one's going to believe this this story. This story is pretty old, but I don't remember following up on it. I do remember seeing the picture, though. Well, this story, this story at least as far as I can see it is from December 15th. It is a TikTok, So I don't know how old it is, but it's, it's a TikTok, And, uh, they both figure it out. They figure out they both have the same tattoo. I'm going to show you the video first of all. And you can see, uh, I this think man. Yeah. This, if this is the same thing, this is this actually is, the OG story is yeah. from 2012. Let's see. Yeah. Just a little 30 second video. He said, luckily I yeah, brought my, yeah. v- what? He says, luckily I brought my, uh, I brought my, uh, phone with me. He meets yeah, this guy know. hanging out with each other. They look what? like the same guy. They have the same arm tattoo. Uh, and that's it. Uh, and so obviously everybody was like, oh shit, this is dope. This is amazing. This is incredible. And it seems like this immediate, like really hopeful story about like, hey, we're still going to be here in the uh, oh no in the Did future. The die? Uh, no, uh, oh, turns out uh, it was made in two thousand and six, uh, and it's a marketing campaign about pension Market? plans uh, yeah. for, for from a French insurance company called AMF. So this yes. is what? so yes. this actually isn't a real thing at all. It's a thing that was going oh, around on wow. TikTok, and it was just an old commercial of a guy 
visiting himself in the future to see that his Dude, pension plan is I actually coming across out. this theory in like 2012 and be like, that's so weird. Interesting. And never finding out anything more about it. Wow. Crazy. Now yeah. TikTok gives it another life. There's tons of these. I, I feel like it might be time to do a follow up time traveler episode because I wish there, there were a million stories like John Teeter, but there really aren't a million stories like John Teeter. Most time travel stories are like, Oh wow, this is cool. Oh, nope. This is nothing. Like, Time travel, I would, yeah, do do another one. I would love it. Because, like, time travel fascinates me because, like, if we were to take time travel seriously and be like, okay, we want to do this, you'd have to have, like, fourth dimensional coordinates because the Earth is, like, moving through space at an exponential speed. So where we are now is not where we were in space, however far in the back you go. And unless you can somehow pinpoint that, how does time travel fucking even work? Like, it's the unfortunate reality of, like, the physics of the situation, but... I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just, it doesn't, yeah, it's weird. I love yeah. time travel as a concept so much. A hundred percent. I'm right there with you. And yeah, I, I was thinking about this because I think the compilation that we put out last week has the, the story of the guy on TikTok from last time that I, I talked about. Who's like, mm, okay. He's like, uh, Oh, I'm in a, I'm in the future and no one is around. You know that one? Yeah. Which reminded me i saw uh, one of those tiktoks again from a, a, a really big account and there was a glitch and i saw it and i went to the comments and everybody saw it one of the buildings literally like glitched like it kind of like faded in and then he turned the camera and we turned it back it like popped in a little too late indicating that the whole thing might actually simply be like a really good like CG. A 3D reconstruction because graphics have just gotten so good as long as you're not putting people in there dude did you really see easy to fool people did you see the uh the matrix thing. Have you done that yet? Yeah. I played the matrix thing, which That's is neat like, as hell. it's super neat. Like the systems running away that thing. I mean, look, the graphics are one thing. It's like amazing sure. to see good graphics, but the level of simulation and control over like architecture, like randomized architecture and like they are simulating like 40,000 cars in a city and all this shit. Yeah. It's insanity. And it was running pretty good. Like it was really running well on, on, on the system. I it's did crazy. it on PS five. Looked great. Yeah, it did. It really did. It was nuts. Well, Jesse dark in the mood. Gentlemen, fans at home. Um, <laughs> yes. Delightful <laughs> patrons. I figured I would wrap us up today with some of my, there was over the weekend, uh, there was a Reddit post that I loved and it was one of those things where it was like, ah, I don't know why I decided to read this, but now you have to suffer with me. <laughs> it was, what is a scary science fact that the public knows oh, nothing no. about? Oh boy. This was just one of those, like, what is a scary silent fact that the public knows nothing? No, about? It was just people responding to it with things that they thought were, were awesome. And right. I chose some of my favorites because they're just insane and super fun but the first one is you know we get more galactic as we go out but the first one's very down to earth and i thought this was like something i've never thought about and um now i will never not think about it when doing an autopsy they don't put the organs back where they belong they store them in the belly in a bag like giblets hmm Honestly, makes sense. I, I, I hate why, it. why would you put it back? They just I hate. Put I agree. Put them all in a bag and put them right back inside and sew you up. Yeah, I hate it, so, but I get it. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's number one. Let's keep going. Let's oh keep going. God. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, here's here's another. 
The United States has lost and never recovered at least six nuclear devices. God, I knew that one actually, Pretty but thanks good. for reminding me because that's something yeah. I had forgotten I knew and now, now I don't. Of course, because Reddit is Reddit, a lot of people were like, you know what? Totally true, but Russia and China have certainly lost many as well. And the good news, according to one user, is like, look, it actually takes a lot of precision engineering to even detonate it. And if they're lying around in the elements, it might be likely that they'll never be detonatable. Um, Well, that's comforting then. Yeah, it does leave the possibility that someone will find them and maybe use it as a dirty bomb. But for like an actual city devastating bomb, it probably will not happen. But what about like bullshit leaking into the fucking. Oh, that's a totally different thing. Oh, that's a (laughs) totally different thing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so. All right. Let's continue on. Uh, Now, let's get a little bit more out there into space. There's there's two more. This one's great. Ton six one eight is a black hole about 18 billion light years away, but we can still detect the light getting like sucked up into it. Mm -hmm. It's so large that they had to make a new category of black hole called ultra massive black holes. It's believed to be the largest thing in the universe. Its diameter is 40 times that of Neptune's orbit. So, so f- that song is totally lame now. Yeah. Supermassive black hole. Nah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so it could fit our entire solar system 40 times across side to side. If the black hole replaced our sun, it would literally delete us. If it replaced the black hole currently at the center of the Milky Way galaxy and 120 years, the Milky Way would be deleted. Delete us. I hate the black that. hole that's wild doesn't swallow planets it swallows galaxies that's how big Man, it is black holes are one of those things that i fucking love reading about but the more i think about it the more like it's just makes me question so many things it's almost <laughs> cthulhu you know what i mean yeah it's because one of those things where like einstein obviously predicted it and but they had never detected it and he was kind of like he wasn't even sure they existed and then we detected them and we found them and they exist which proved einstein right again it's crazy the last one is by far my favorite because it's oh like, boy. well, what you going to do? <laughs> oh, um, no. The Higgs field, which is sort of the uh, the Higgs boson and all that stuff. Essentially, imagine a it's the thing that kind of like holds all of mass together. So basically, like if it didn't exist, theoretically, if it didn't exist, there would be no mass. Like we just all be particles like zipping about at the speed of light. But with it, it's how the universe is the universe, right? Well, yeah. the idea behind it is kind of like, it's really a false vacuum. And at any single moment could just poof and be gone. And so really at any single moment, we could all poof and be gone. And, my favorite part of this is Hype. everyone was like, oh, well, you know what? At least it's instant oblivion. So it's not that bad. And then <laughs> this person responded because I love oh, Reddit. This person God. responded. Well, yes, the true vacuum, if it burst, would slowly destroy us at the speed of light, right? As fast as you can possibly go, it would destroy everything. However, because the universe is so vast and the speed of light does take time, that w- Sure, certainly, if we were right next to the initial pop, we would disappear instantly. We would cease to be. But if we were way far away, it could take thousands, millions, a billion years to reach us. It already could have happened, and we just wouldn't know. 
I was like, yeah. <laughs> wow. So have, wow. A, have a good sleep. Thanks for listening. Life's fleeting and meaningless. We are nothing but stardust in the galaxy. <laughs> oh, we wouldn't be stardust. No. There would be no stardust. That's true. No, Everything would be like, weird space fact. It would be 95% like, of all matter in space is dark matter and we can't see a single ounce of it. I love it. It is so, again, all it does is reinforce the fact that, hey, celebrate what you got. Celebrate your friends and your family and every single day because poop, tomorrow we could cease to be. Just yes. put it out there. Have a good time. Cherish your life. Science fact, one in five of your friends is actually just a bag full of bugs. <laughs> and don't forget don't call out of work tomorrow they need you <laughs> no no f that no f that you call yeah, out no, if you want to call, call out. out they need you remember that they need you f that Listen, if i if i ever die every listener has every excuse to use me as to get a free day off of work oh hell like for me died. take a few weeks <laughs> you're right take as much time as you need <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with some more Minnesota nonsense <laughs> next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to Talkspace for sponsoring this episode. And funny that this is a day I record my ads for this place after having therapy only a couple hours ago. Feels, feels serendipitous. And it's important to prioritize your mental health and everyday wellness as well. Because when you work on yourself, you get to start to see and feel all those positive changes in all areas of your life. The long-term effects of therapy can give you the tools to deal with challenges as they arise, strengthen your relationships with others, and give a more optimistic outlook on your life. There's no better time to invest in yourself than right now. You know that saying, best time to plant a tree was yesterday, best, second best time is right Right now, it's the same idea with therapy. And I understand getting started can be the most difficult but important step. It's hard to admit to yourself, sometimes everybody just needs a little help. But if you're willing to go to the doctor to take care of your body or your eyes or your teeth at a dentist, then you should be willing to take care of your brain, the thing where you actually are living in in a weird way. You know, just like, you know, it, it's healthy. Getting started is the most important part, and there's no need to wait until something goes wrong in your life to work with a therapist. Of course, Talkspace is there to help with any specific challenges that might be facing you. And it's the number one online therapy platform with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and so much more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. And every time I'll remind you how secure Talkspace is. Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end -end bank rate encryption technology to store client information and, of course, complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with your licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code CHILL to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's CHILL at Talkspace.com. Hello, my little Chiluminots. Ooh. Hi. Giggling Granny Nanny Doss. That's just in my head, dude. Not <laughs> Seriously, the, that one not line. not a fan of either of those. I don't like I need, another, I need one of those. Like, uh, I need one of those mouth harps. It's like. <laughs> Should I do the knee slap like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need two I feel like that's the song that would play. Maybe I'm wrong. You're more movie people than I am, but that's the song that would play over all of Granny's murders if Quentin Tarantino was directing a, a biography about her. <laughs> yeah, it would be an insane movie. I, I would now. I, I would be like him. What? 
I don't know. I just, her? I don't know. I this image of her like poisoning her her, her victims to like smiling and I didn't bopping her, her barefoot her the entire film, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, we don't worry about that. Uh, welcome everybody. Welcome to Minnesota seventy six. Uh, Twenty four away from a hundred, and a hundred and almost two hundred away from the next sexy number. Woo! My cats are yelling. Hang on a second. You take it away from here. I'll be right back. All right. So here's what's up. I've got an article that I'm going to tell you guys about that. Uh, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of great news this week. Uh, but the biggest one for me and I'm, you know, I must I like to, if you will, I like to sniff out the weird ones. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, this this one comes from Mysterious Universe uh, contributor Paul Seaburn who is my favorite contributor uh, to mysterious universe, which is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a motley bunch over there that, that do the news on this website. Very, very fantastic stuff. Basically this stall is so long. Yes. No, basically, <laughs> I, seriously, it's so weird. Basically there are two ladies that they, that have been discovered in Vietnam and they say that they don't bathe because they don't have to bathe because they have like a mutant style superpower, which is that their bodies smell like perfume. No, don't That's don't okay. believe it. Refuse. So to this reminds it. me, I had I don't call him a friend, but an acquaintance I knew in the friend circle that I was a part of uh, the same circle, I played Dungeons and Dragons and all that nerdy shit. And this guy would never, ever wear deodorant. And told us he showered very rarely. And the reason he said that that's the case is because he said his B.O. smelled like pencil shavings. Nope. So he just never bothered. And I was like, that's gross. That is one of those <laughs> okay. like, nose blind things that I'm convinced yeah. these, these two women probably smell like jank sauce. The, more, <laughs> no the most the most strange part about what you said is that like I'm supposed to go with the information. Oh, pencil shavings. Never mind. <laughs> Stay dirty, my friend. What a I mean, great smell. What a great smell pencil shavings is. That just makes my fucking libido. You know what? Just Never shower crazy. again, sir. I love the smell. Uh, yeah. Pencil shavings. <laughs> I'll never forget that. It was uh, wild. The quote is during the day, if you want to smell the scent, you have to rub your body with your hands. But at night, people around me can still smell the smell coming from my body, even if I'm sitting a few meters away. This, these are the words of somebody whose name I'm going to butcher, Dang T. Toy, uh, who is a seamstress from the province of Sok Trang, uh, who undoubtedly gets invited to a lot of parties where she has to put up with men wanting to smell her. That's the quote from the article. Uh, this is from an art, this is from a YouTube channel, uh, called Extraordinary Bin Duong. Uh, and it's been making the rounds. It's a very insane story. They say that she noticed that she had a pleasant smell uh, after working hard all day. And then uh, like, instead of taking a shower, she was rubbing her hands and she was like, the fuck is this smell? What am I smelling? And, and uh, she, she won't, she won't say whether she's been to a doctor about it. Uh, but she, Wait, ha- what, what she's, what? she Wait. said, she, I don't know. No, okay. No, I, I believe you. I just like, it's one of those things where, like, if you're just simply saying, I'm not telling you, it just means, no, you haven't gone. Why would you hide that piece right. of information? Right. Well, she says she says she hasn't been to the doctor, but that she's been examining herself and that 
certain parts of her body are more smelly than other parts. So she uses the word fragrant. It smells uh, stronger at night, weaker during a menstrual cycle, and most powerful of all during a full moon. Uh, <laughs> so that's something you can think about. They get, they get into the fact that like certain food smell rises with the tides. Well, certain foods like, you know, if you think about what sweat is, which is like the most likely culprit for this, right? Sweat is like, like mostly water, but also like ammonia, salt, sugar, like just things that come out of your body that, that come from what you put into your body. Right. So eating things like garlic, right. Or carbs, uh, or certain vegetables make you kind of smell like shit, right? We all know this. Like if you yeah. eat a lot of garlic, you start to smell like garlic. Uh, but like eating- Maybe he was eating pencil shavings. But apparently eating meat and eggs and tofu make your sweat smell kind of sweet. Uh, and things like fenugreek uh, make your sweat smell like maple syrup. Uh, but yeah, so basically- But how after- much would you have to eat though? Right, dude, I don't know. But uh, after the story of Dang T Toy went out on this channel, uh, that's when the other woman contacted uh, the the YouTuber, and she's from the Ken Gang province, and she says that she also has this thing where if you rub her body, a good smell comes off of it. Her name uh, is unfortunately because look, I'm an English speaker, so it's ironic to me. It actually says. Okay, one other person, Miss Dung, an ironic name in English, uh, says she emits a strong floral floral, floral fragrance, uh, but she kept it to herself. But then hearing about it on YouTube gave her the bravery to come forward and share the fact that she too uh, Do we have any like confirmation perfume. of either of these claims? I mean, other than the YouTube channel and the fact that the story's making the rounds and that people have talked to these people, I don't know of anybody who's actually gone to Vietnam. I don't know how hard it is to go to Vietnam right now. I don't know what the vibe is on that, but it seems like the YouTuber is Vietnamese. I haven't seen the video, uh, but it's it's this is a this is a let me see if I can find some more primary. It's all in Vietnamese, so it's very hard for me to. His website is all in Vietnamese, so I can't really tell whether it's talking. But and none of it's all just. Pictures of articles are all the the posts on this website. Huh. So, so I I can't really tell whether or not he's gotten a whiff of this chick firsthand. But real talk, I can't stop thinking about these like good smelling ladies being like, yeah, uh, it's the full moon and I smell amazing. Like it's just super strange to me. I I, I don't. I don't, so know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. I, maybe it's a diet thing. The fact that they're both in the same country makes me believe that maybe there's some sort of diet, like our spice, that if you go ham on it, you know, maybe you start to smell one way or maybe. another. I've, I've definitely, maybe. I've definitely, I've definitely know. like, you know, I've definitely like smelled my own bo from time to time and been like, okay, I can get behind or like, no, <laughs> or, like, or like when you burp and you taste something that you no. ate earlier and it's good, or you smell your own shit and you're like, no, kind of into this, no, you know this vibe, you oh, know, this you vibe. ever farted and you've been like, you know, I appreciate everybody, everybody's, everybody, no, anybody who doesn't Disagree. do that is lying. No. I'll, I'll say that <laughs> immediately, sus. Well, I don't smell like flowers. I don't know about you. 
but I smell like B.O. if I let myself not shower. I smell like beefaroni, beefarino. <laughs> oh, dude, don't shower. If you just smell like beefaroni, just let it go. Why? Let, let the, it ride. No. Actually, if I had to guess, like, I mean, it's kind of like a sour, like, it smells like, I'm trying to tell you what my B.O. smells like. It's oh a sour God. smell. What is it's kind of truffle for this it's kind of truffly for early access to these it's kind of truffly kind of smells like maybe like kinda a nice truffly. mushroom porridge like a sort of sharp mushroom porridge yeah let it go you know let it linger see if the world enjoys it after a little a little bit of time see if people are like do i smell beefaroni and start like looking around for like food yeah it's like well, a I don't have creamer's a horse I don't have a beefaroni story or a BO story. I got a quick one. It's just science, Jesse. Let's let's wheel this around to science. Oh a 70 God. million year old dinosaur that never hatched has been found within its egg. Remarkably well preserved. Have you seen this yet? Yeah. Whoa. Isn't it fucking cool? I have. Neat. I have seen this. Did not think this was the story that you were going to talk about when I asked you earlier if it was about a prehistoric creature. Oh, I'm. Oh, well, you thought it was something wild, more wild than yeah, that. Yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah, curious yeah. what you thought. No, this is just something that because just fucking cool. Uh, a fossilized dinosaur egg containing an impeccably preserved embryo has been unearthed in China, and researchers say that it provides an unprecedented look at how the ancient creatures position themselves prior to hatching. According to a press release, the remarkable object boasts a rather amazing backstory as it was first discovered back in 2000, and although it was believed to be a dinosaur egg, wound up sitting in storage at a mining company for a decade. When scientists finally got their hands on the egg and were able to examine it with modern tech, they were astounded by what they saw. Contained within the egg is what paleontologist Wysum Ma described as a beautifully preserved embryo belonging to a group of bird-like dinosaurs known as Overraptosaurs. Overraptosaurs, sorry. The discovery was particularly enlightening, he explained, because most known non-avian dinosaur embryos are incomplete with, uh, with skeletons disarticulated. As such, the complete nature of the new find, dubbed Baby Yingliang, uh, allowed them to observe its bird-like posture which Moo said had not been recognized in non-avian dinosaurs before. Until now, this tucking position had only been seen displayed by birds, but the newfound embryo suggests that it may actually have originated with dinosaurs. So if you actually go out and find, like, look at this egg, uh, it is crazy, like, how much of it is preserved. And yeah, it's literally just looks like a baby bird. There's like, like a beautiful all... drawing of it and a and like a real photo of it next to each other and like mm -hmm. every article about it. And it's 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 awesome. It's crazy. It looks like a bird. Yeah, it is. It really does. It just looks like a bird. And uh, hopefully maybe we can clone it. That'd be cool. Oh. I'd be into that. Listen, you met Jeff Goldblum. We're fine. He will run the park. I don't Everything think that's I don't think that's the correct answer there. <laughs> you don't think he would do a great job? Uh, he's that man has been check? to that park multiple times and it's failed every single time. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but maybe it's because he wasn't running it. Mm. Um, regardless, go check this out. If you're a fan of this kind of just curious, like. The fact that this is an unfathomable like age, 70 million years, just you can't comprehend that. And we can still get a good look at this thing skeleton and wondering maybe where it was when everything went to hell on this planet. Uh, it's just fascinating. It makes my mind wander and I love it. Well, uh, hey, let's stay on science because uh, I want to get real weird with you guys. This is a great article. Uh, new science. Two women in Vietnam. No, okay. <laughs> Uh, so New Science reports that a uh, team in Australia has been growing brain cells. Dude, in, this is ooh. fucking this is a fucking crazy story. too. And what this, they I, call puddles of brain. 
Cortical <laughs> Labs, a company involved in working with the integrating of biological neurons with more like traditional silicon based computing hardware, has grown brain cells on a micro electronic array so they can like stimulate the cells. And these hybrid chips are basically able to learn and restructure themselves to get past problems that they throw at these brain cells. Well, they have in the past um, decided like different tests for them. And the most recent test that they're you know promoting right now is the fact that they're teaching these brain cells how to play pong. And that's crazy. The baseline for Dude, teaching nuts. an AI how to play pong is 90 minutes. The dish brain, as they call it, managed to learn how to do it in five. Holy shit. <laughs> they state that like what? it doesn't mean the AI would lose to the brain. It just means that the brain learned to play it faster, that the AI would probably formulate better strategies and be able to like defeat the The brain is just, you know, like a human brain would have it's to faster. keep playing and learn and learn. But it picked up the idea of what Pong was faster than the AI. The AI was like, I don't get this. And the brain was like, easy. The chief scientist, uh, scientific officer at Cortical Labs, Brett Kagan, told New Scientist, we think it's fair to call them cyborg brains and went on to explain that when the brains are moving the paddles in Pong, they're convinced they are the paddles. We oh often refer God. to them as a living matrix, he explains. When they're in the game, they believe they're the paddle in that game. That that's is like, okay. This what do is you mean like believe? the fucking myth. That's that's I'm so oh my that's fucking crazy. First of all, that's insanity. Yeah. Because what if this is a game? Dude, and we're just believing welcome. we are the yeah, people. Welcome. Like, welcome, welcome like, to how brains work. Have you not seen the Matrix? Do you know what the plot is? I mean, I mean, yes, yes, okay, obviously. Yeah, okay, yeah. But like obvious, don't say obviously to me about you <laughs> having seen a movie. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair I mean, point. that's that's Fair what point. he is. That's what they're saying is the thing that I think all philosophers like philosophical <sighs> inclined people that. understand is like in the end you are your brain and then everything connected to your brain. And really your brain te tells you what is real and what's not who like, and am I talking to you right goop. now? Is this oh, table actually what? a table? Does, yeah. That's cause it's like, well, does that mean it's a, this brain dish is alive? Well, technically it is cause it's brain cells, Yeah, but it's not, there's no comp, but the brain because again, yeah. The brain has no cognitive like, well, like a jellyfish can, it existed and it was a person and it was a, the brain assumes it's a paddle because it's playing Pong. That's and it's the, hitting. Man. the real the, question the, now is if Ray Liotta from Hannibal can like continue to be a gamer. You know what I mean? Like after after Hannibal eats his brain out of his living head. Uh, by the way, that happens at the end of Hannibal. Sorry, uh, spoiler, spoiler yeah. for me. I haven't seen it. That's but all right. It's okay. I it's not a it's not a really. Uh, you kind of assume that's it's the just direction just it's going to go. No, it's just a fucked up scene. I, it, it's it's sure. it's we already know that he's down for the count, but uh, he eats his. You know, like you know that scene in Indiana Jones where he's like chilled a monkey brain it's like that but with ray liotta's brain uh and i think he could play pong now and that just makes me feel better yeah, we just put the brain cells in him i i think it's interesting the idea of their growing brain cells brain cells notoriously yeah. not something that regenerates so that's interesting i think that could be very helpful down the line when it comes like they're talking about uh biological neurons on uh, you know microelectronic <laughs> arrays to replace all the silicon based stuff that we keep you know spoiler we're running out of raw materials to make a lot of the stuff we need yeah. for your phone that's why 
That's why when you buy a new phone now, a lot of times it's like, yo, if you return your old phone, we'll give you a thousand bucks for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they need, need the those parts. bits. Yeah. Dude, that's, we're getting, that's, this is like a huge step toward getting that fucking, getting to that episode of Star Trek where he has to debate if, if data is a real living thing or not. Measure <laughs> of a like, man. Measure of a man. Great Thank episode. you. Ugh. Picard love that episode. V. Riker. Oh, it's oh, lovely. What a great, yeah. what a great, that was season one, right? One of the only season one episodes that wasn't trash. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about trash, but you know, okay. Season one was rough, man. But uh, regardless, like that feels like the next step of like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm having a hard time processing. Cause it's like, it's a lot, it's alive, but is it a life? Not really, I guess. I mean, it is a jellyfish alive? Yes. Like, it's like, you know. I think yeah, this I thing know. is more alive oh, than wow. a jellyfish. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, well, wait, welcome do you to the know? concept of life, bro. Do you want to know. know what the other prehistoric creature that I was? Yeah, please. So, just because I feel like people are going to be like, what was it? In England, a piece of like the cliff near the ocean fell off. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like a huge, big block of, of uh, like sandstone or whatever fell off of a cliff uh, in like, Newcastle, like I think like near Newcastle. I don't I don't know. I'm not a geography master with the UK. I apologize. But basically it fell, it exposed this thing, and some like some like graduate students were like, the hell? And apparently it was a millipede fossil that they found, but it is it is the size of a car. It is a millipede the size of a car. That's awesome. That is that is 326 million years old from the Carboniferous period when like the that. earth was like the big ferns and it was all yeah. wet. Oxygen rich and yeah. can sustain enormous life. Yeah. How it could still be today. It, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't actually don't think. But it basically possible. this thing there, there's only been three of these. They're called Arthropleura. Uh, the other two that have been found are way smaller than this. Uh, they lived for 45 million years, uh, as a species before going extinct. Uh, they don't know what it ate, but they think it probably ate a lot of like nuts, seeds, leaves, but also like amphibia, like living, like living prey. Imagine giant bugs being a thing. (laughs) Imagine like, I I mean, there's pretty big bugs today. There's like fairly large bugs compared to most bugs. But imagine like you're in a jungle and instead of being afraid of like island. Yeah, exactly. Instead of being like afraid of a fucking lion, you're like, I hope that big ass millipede doesn't come. And there's actually pictures of this. So if you want to see looking at one right now. Yeah, this is this. I'll give you the link. You can see the actual fossil. You can see the actual like what they think it looked like. Uh, But yeah, it is the size. It looks like the like the fossil at Disneyland when you get off uh, when you get off to the end of Big Thunder Mountain. It's like sticking out of a rock wall. It's awesome. It's Uh, wild because like that the first picture, it's hard to tell like how big that actually is. But then the one below it where the people have like ropes around it, you're like, oh, that thing is huge. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's nutty. So so uh, that's what I thought you're talking about. That's it. Still, that's awesome. Thanks for bringing that up. Patreon.com. That shit. Slash Chilluminati Pod. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back soon with another mini-sode as we approach mini-sode 100. Thank you all for your continued support. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to ButcherBox for sponsoring this episode. If you don't know what ButcherBox is, baby, it is a box of meat. 
do with that information as you will. As somebody who now lives in Texas, meat is pretty much on my menu almost every single day. So it's important to me that the stuff I'm getting is good and healthy. And as Thanksgiving comes along, so comes the turkey. So how's their turkey? Well, their turkey is free range without antibiotics or added hormones, and it is freaking delicious. And if you get ButcherBox, you're going to get a peace of mind for free. You know what I mean? ButcherBox takes the guesswork out of finding high quality meat and seafood that you can trust. 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate, free and wild caught seafood, all humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones. With ButcherBox, on top of getting good meat, you're getting convenient meat. My favorite kind of meat to put in my mouth. Get just what you want delivered directly to your doorstep. Free shipping for the continental US and no surprise fees. Choose from a variety of box plan options from curated all the way to customized and change your plan whenever you want. And with them, you're getting exclusive member deals so you can save big on your favorite cuts of meat. The main course for Thanksgiving dinner can sometimes be a main source of stress. Not anymore though. ButcherBox is offering our listeners free turkey with their first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com chill and use code chill to get one 10 to 14 pound turkey for free in your first box. You don't have to think about freaking dinner anymore or Thanksgiving anyway. That's butcherbox.com chill and use code chill to claim the steal. Chiluminots and welcome back. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, To episode 77, I believe, is where we're at right now. I love how low energy it is coming into the episode. It feels yeah. so good. It feels like you're coming to, like, the cow, like a silk robe is coming, sliding onto your body. <laughs> but, like, I you know, see it. robots are doing it. Yeah, like having sex with each other. What? What? Whoa. Sex yeah. robot. Sex robot. Sex, sex robot sex activated. Robot. He's made of sex <laughs> for okay. sex purposes. All right, yeah. Well, so I know we all got something. Uh, Jesse's got something to do with The Exorcist. Yeah. Alex teased his a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to jump in with mine because it's not paranormal. It's just insanity. I came across this news article a few days ago. It's from the last week of December. There is a war happening in India between in a village between monkeys and dogs. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've read this, gentlemen, but the story basically goes that this one dog in this village killed these two monkeys baby. And oh, out shit. of revenge, the monkeys have now killed over 250 dogs Whoa. as revenge for them, uh, for the, the, the dogs killing their uh their so baby. they're calling they're, it. So they're calling it a war, but like monkey. In my understanding, monkeys are quite more advanced than dogs. So are we talking about like just dog slaughter by via monkeys? Like yeah, let the, me. Do I'll the go dogs over have a chance them here? Uh, the dog. The monkeys, though. Update. The monkeys are now dead. They were hunted down because it was the same two monkeys that were just killing all the dogs in the village. So it was like the, the primate, movie Iron Monkey, but with real monkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess as close as you can get. The so two monkeys have been have reportedly been captured in India for killing 250 Tamad dogs oh my God. in a murderous revenge massacre after pooches killed one of their babies. The primate perps allegedly slaughtered the dogs by dragging them to the tops of buildings and trees in Lavul in a Lavul village. Uh, all right, all right, time out. What is this? The time fucking out. raid? Yeah, what is this? I know. It's nuts. It's nuts. This for, is again small village in India. Here's where where is this article from? Uh, right now, the one I'm reading is New York Post, but you can there's like a bunch of articles. No, no, no. All right. All I'm saying is New York Post or anyone else out there. How dare you try to play coy 
and funny with every day. Every time we read a story from anywhere, there's always something included by the author that's like, haha, it's a joke. And what was the the primate line? Primate perps. Get out. Of, the, the, like, I'm going to use some alliteration here. Like, F you. The prickling <laughs> primate perps pulled the pups to the top of the precipice. <laughs> F you. That sucks. I hate when people do that. That sucks. That's Get out of here. A little, a little spice yeah, to the sentence. Who the fuck are you, Jimmy Olsen? Why don't you call fucking <laughs> Superman, you fucking geek? It's nuts, man. Yeah, the two monkeys involved in killing uh, in the killing of, his, of many puppies have been captured by a Nagpur <sighs> Forest Department team in Bede. Sanchin Kanda Forest Officer in Maharashtra's Bede District told the local news. Uh, so yeah, they've been they were dragging dogs and puppies to the tops of buildings and dropping them off. This and is like kicking them out. And, this is okay. Uh, new them. new headline for this story. It's the Ook Ox Saints. <laughs> so stupid. That's so stupid, Alex. I love it. I'm in, I can't I'm in. help it when I'm a genius. You know what I mean? One I can't help it when I've seen. Just, so like, I I get to I get that reference because you were, you're seen, from, you lived in Boston for a long time. You have to have seen it. I feel like they make you watch it at school or something. Yeah, I was like watching it like yeah, late teens, and my friends like you got to see this fucking cool movie. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. It's uh, anyway. It's it's worth a watch. I, I yeah. love the movie Crank as well. So you know where I'm coming from. <laughs> That's uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that's basically the extent of the story. The monkeys have been caught at this point, but the monkeys went and killed essentially every dog in the village that's as revenge, which is insane that they were just dragging them to the tops of buildings for days and just murdering that is dog fucking after dog. That's fucking insane. That's my story. That's all I got. I just wanted to leave you with that, that taste. You got a big one or a little one, Jesse? Uh, mine's kind of big. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll do Baba Vanga. Have you okay. guys heard of Baba Vanga? No, no. She was a blind mystic. She was from Bulgaria. <laughs> nice. Uh, her actual name is Vangelia Pandeva Dimitrova. She was from Strumica, which is like a mountain village. She died uh, at age 85 in 1996. She was known as the Nostradamus of the Balkans. And uh, she kind of has like a superhero origin story where up until t- she was 12 years old, she was just like a normal kid nothing strange going on. And then during a freak tornado, she like went blind after being thrown in the air and then back onto the ground. And her family found her days later, close to death with her eyes sealed shut and encrusted with a thick layer of dust. And she said that during that time, she experienced her first vision and believed that she had been instilled with the ability to heal people and, and predict the future. Huh? And, uh, so I'm going to give you some things that she has predicted before things that she has predicted for 2022. And then we can, if you want, we can go back to 2018 and 2019 as well and see what she's predicted. But here's right. 85% success rate here from Baba Vanga. Here's some stuff that she has pre- predicted. Apparently she predicted the Kursk nuclear submarine disaster in 1980, uh, where Baba said Kursk would be covered with water and the whole world will weep over it claiming the disaster would happen in August 1999, uh, but the Russian sub sank in August 2000, killing everybody on board. So she was off by a year. She got the month right. Uh, Pretty loose interpretation, I would say. Apparently, she also predicted ISIS. There's no further, like... Further, that's the end. She's like, they, I predicted. They say ISIS. she predicted ISIS. They say she predicted the Syrian gas attack. She warned of a showdown before she died in the country where Muslims would use chemical warfare against Europeans. This is thought to be similar to the suspected gas attack, uh, like that Assad did 
that he launched against his own people. I don't know if that's 100% true. Says she also predicted Brexit. Uh, She said that Europe will cease to exist by 2017 is what she said. Uh, So I don't know if... Unless you're the most of British person in the world, I don't think that you think Brit Europe doesn't exist without England in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. She also said that the 44th U.S. president would be black, uh, but she also said that he would be the last president, which I think, you know, we can be the judge of whether she was right or not on that. <laughs> uh, in 1989, she claimed the American brethren will fall after being attacked by the steel birds and innocent blood will be gushing. Some people think this is a 9-11 prediction. Uh, she predicted that Putin would win the election in 2018. Uh, in 1979, during a meeting with Valentin Sidorov, Vanga said, all will thaw as if ice and only one will remain untouched. Vladimir's glory, the glory of Russia. Uh, and then she said that just before she died, she said that Russia will not only survive, it will dominate the world uh, via World War Three. Uh, but after that cheeriness, let's talk about 2022. Mama Vanga's picks. Here we go. <laughs> Mama Vanga's 2022 picks. Ooh, I'm excited. All right, do we can we each put a little money on some and see which ones we think will come out true or not? I'll 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 give you a percentage on each one. I'm gonna say right. none. <laughs> this is this is the Sun reporting on an article from the Mirror. So okay, that's like wow. Fuck, that's like fuckception, right? We call there. that repurposing content in the industry. It's, they call it just two babbling idiots talking back and forth to each other. All right, here we go. <laughs> She predicted a virtual reality takeover for the coming year. What? I'm going to give that like a 70%. What do you I mean? That a, I don't think I'd give that a 70%. What does that mean? Takeover or how? That's too I'm gonna vague. Interpret it, I'm going to interpret it as the rise of the metaverse. I'm going to interpret it as that is dumb. The metaverse sucks. I think that <laughs> I think the metaverse is for dummies with no, with no taste or love in their hearts. But I, I do think that we're going to be a lot closer to... Uh, what's that movie that has all the Ninja Turtles fighting the Iron Giant and shit? We're gonna Johnny be there Mnemonic? Soon. Yeah, that's the one. We're going to be there soon. <laughs> uh, the Matrix 3, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's also said she predicts that we're going to have another pandemic uh, that's going to come from Siberia that's caused by frozen virus that's going to be released by climate change. So that sucks. We've already seen like something not like that happen, but haven't we discovered like old bacteria and shit in ice already? It's definitely a thing we're really worried about. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the big worries. That's like the number one worry of global warming. That's like not look, environmental. Look, future lady. Enough of that shit. We're I'm over it. <laughs> if you're <laughs> not going to. I will say this, though. If you're not on the team of saving the environment just for the sole fact that animals and plants are awesome and make me happy. Then, you know what? Let's prevent the second pandemic that's like an ancient virus that was good enough to kill the dinosaurs that will just rip our faces off. Uh, She also predicts that many cities will face water shortages that will result in political consequences as alternative solutions are used. Not sure what that means, but the water wars are coming. That's not a joke. It's all Mountain Dew. (laughs) Uh, The invasion of Earth by aliens this year with the arrival of an asteroid. She's telling us, wait, when, whoa, um, wait, what? Whoa, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Just yesterday, I was reading a Reddit post where a guy was like, yo, I have it on good authority that the that an approaching asteroid has aliens on it. 
Good authority. Wait, where, where, where did you read that? <laughs> just like a Reddit post. It was like 2 a.m. And I was See? like going through Reddit. Was, was he like, like seven years music. from now? They will arrive. And they did some really weird things to me, but I'd rather not talk about it. But here is a three hour essay. <laughs> Dang. I mean, I'm into it. Like, I hope they're nice. But like, it's weird that we have to worry about World War Three as well as aliens, aliens coming well to the planet. As well as a virus. Here's the thing. Does that virus wipe out the aliens? Because I'm putting money on that. I've seen War of the Worlds. That, those yeah, aliens oh, are maybe that's it. Why not. Oh, yeah. Okay, real quick. Virtual reality, I'm given 70%. The virus pandemic, I'm given a 20%. Uh, mostly because I don't want it to happen. The uh, <laughs> water wars starting this year, I'm going to give that like a low percentage. I don't think we're at water war status yet. Yeah, that's that's for future us to deal with. It's yeah, definitely we'll, still for us to deal with. We're yeah, not going to get out of this one. But yeah, um, that's like five to ten years. Unless suddenly we hit the human instrumentality project and we all get merged with the consciousness of Greta Thunberg. We're not getting this one done. <laughs> uh, no, we form a singularity and we just yeah, who's, of, who's Shinji in that scenario? All of us, every single oh, person God. alive. Uh, the invasion of Earth by aliens with the arrival of an asteroid. I'm gonna give that one forty percent. I'm gonna, gonna give that forty percent. I'm gonna give it forty with a soft interpretation, a loose interpretation of the word invasion. I don't think we're gonna get a military force 40? from an alien world. I think we're zero, gonna get zero percent. It's not. I think no. we're gonna find space 60. life forms on a space rock. I think we're gonna find zero percent alien no, invasion. It's coming, dude. It's happening. Zero. I've been ready for In this. In twenty twenty two, zero percent. Zero percent. I think this a, a rock year. from the asteroid belt that has some moss on it from another place is my idea of an alien invasion. Where I'm giving it forty percent. If we're talking about bleep blorps with guns I'm, I'm, I'm down to zero I'm down how to dare zero. you call them bleep blorps that's I racist how dare offended, you dude I am offended if that's what bleep we're talking blorps. about this year I don't think that's I don't think we're at invasion I think that now I just picture Alex at like a bar with a beer cowboy on Alpha Centauri on, watching TV like these bleep blorps coming into our country I'm the Archie Bunker of like aliens yes so like totally chill, like the wokest human being around. But when it comes except to aliens, aliens. Yeah, yeah, except for aliens, yeah. that's where you draw the line, man. Somebody, you have to draw a line somewhere. I, you know where Dude, my ten line years, is. You're going to be shouting, make earth great again. Here's my thing. Mega. I'm never going to get behind. Like the thing that I, I can <laughs> Mega, fast. That sucks. The thing that I can fast see approaching <laughs> is my, my like disapproval of transhumanism. See, I'm, you and I are on the other side of that. Like part of me, I'm, I'm in. I'm not in a computer. Let me live forever. I'm not against other. I'm not against other people doing this. I don't care like what you do with your body. You know, I've played Soma. I don't care. I'm just saying I'm not on board. I'm not trying to get I, you know, I'll put a CD player in my butt, but I'm not going to like put myself cyborgs. I'm into cyborgs. I'm not going on a computer. And let me ask you another question. How do you feel about human cyborg relations? (laughs) I'm look, I'm a protocol droid myself. My man. Let's go. Uh, Next one uh, is a famine in India due to a drop in temperatures that will result in locusts attacking crops due to this a sounds, drop. This sounds wrong to me. It just sounds scientifically yeah, it sound wrong. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give that one a low percentage. I don't know anything about India. I could tell you like literally you were like, there's a war in India. And I was like thinking to myself, there literally could be a war in India. That's how like in my own bullshit I am in my house right now. But like. I don't know about a famine with locusts because the temperatures are going down. That seems opposite to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, more earthquakes and tsunamis with intense bouts of flooding in Australia and parts of Asia. That sounds 
like a 10 out of 10. That seems yeah, like that sounds like it's happened a bunch already. So it's going to happen probably. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she died 25 years ago, but she's still there. We can keep going, but that, that that's her. <laughs> Nostradamus. That's her predictions for 2022. We have her predictions for 2018 and we have her predictions for 2019, but that's all we got. All right. Well, Interesting. some of those seem like common sense. Some of them seem bold out there, swings. but I'm into it. Bold, some bold swings from Baba Venga. Yeah, bold, bold swinging Baba Venga. That was her nickname back in high school. Bold swinging Baba. They yep. called her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Bulgarian, Bulgarian mountainside <laughs> high school that she went to. Yep, yep. <laughs> they, yodeled, right, they yodeled up to school both ways. <laughs> That's a joke for your dads. All right. Uh, hey, we talked about in the episode, The Exorcist. And so today I come to you from Monday, December 20th. Boy whose case inspired the exit, uh, exit, exorcist. I can't even say the word is named is named by U.S. magazine. Oh, they like outed the, the boy. Yes. The boy, previously known as Roland Doe, underwent exorcism in Cottage City, Maryland and St. Louis, Missouri in 1949. Ronald Edwin Hunkeller died last year, a month before his 86th birthday, suffering a stroke at home in Marriott'sville, Maryland. In adult life, Hunkeller or Hunkeller, I don't know how to pronounce that, was a NASA engineer who worked on uh, the Apollo space missions of the 60s and who patented the technology that helped design space shuttle heat panels. Huh. Cool. Heat this panels, is, eh? Yeah. Huh. This is an interesting thing that I don't quite get the way they write this, but I'll assume it was a friend. His One of his <laughs> companions, a 29-year-old woman who asked not to be named, told the New York Post that Hunkiller... Fellowship of the Ring? What is going on here? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. The cock ring was Yo. always on edge about his NASA colleagues discovering that he was the inspiration for the exorcist. Hunkler even retired. Oh, Hunkler eventually retired from NASA in 2001 after working for the agency for 40 years. Damn. Born in 1935 and raised by a middle-class family in Cottage City, Hunkler began experiencing paranormal activities at 14 and reported hearing knocking and scratching sounds from behind his bedroom walls. The Reverend Luther Luther Schultz, Hunkler's family minister, eventually wrote to the parapsychology laboratory at Duke University, North Carolina. And in March 1949, uh, he, you know, he explained to them how chairs are moving. And one time a chair threw him out of it and his bed shook whenever Hunkler was in it. Dang. Schultz also explained how the family floors were scarred from the sliding of heavy furniture and how a picture of Christ on the wall often shook whenever Hunkler was nearby. Jeez. The family eventually sought the help of William Bowdern, Bowdern, a Jesuit who conducted more than 20 exorcism rituals on Hunkler in the span of three months. Writing in his diary on the 10th of March, 1949, Bowdern noted that Hunkler entered a trance-like state as 14 people witnessed and watched one of these exorcisms. Hunkler was then relocated to St. Louis to be treated for demonic possession. It seems that whatever force was writing the words, uh, it, you know, whatever force was like responsible, about, uh, like responsible for this, actually liked going to St. Louis because uh, one evening the word Louis, L-O-U-I-S or Louis, was written on one of the boy's ribs in deep red scratches. Damn. 
Next, when there was some question of the time of departure, uh, the word Saturday was written on the boy's hip. Uh, as the well, length of time, weekend. yeah, as the length of time the mother would be staying in St. Louis, another message was printed on the boy's chest three and a half weeks. The printing always appeared without any motion on the part of the boy's hands. Hunkler was admitted to the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis on 21st of March, 1949. Nearly a month later, Hunkler broke into a violent tantrum, screaming, cursing, and voicing in Latin phrases as Jesuit priests allegedly cast the demon out of his body. Uh, and Jeez. then this is just this is a quote from um, Washington Post reporter Bill Brinkley uh, from <coughs> 1949. He has been freed by a Catholic priest of possession by the devil. Catholic sources reported yesterday. So this is like they have all the record stuff in this. But shortly before his death, this is the craziest part. So, again, he died last year of a stroke. Shortly before his death, a Catholic priest showed up at Hunkler's home unexpectedly performed last rites, said his companion. I have no idea how the father knew to come, but he got Ron to heaven. Ron's in heaven. He's with God now. She told the New York Post. That's that's how it ends. That's crazy. That's like probably that same priest who showed up and talked to Jason Miller in front of uh, the exorcist house. So Wasn't I there honestly, another exorcist movie. Wasn't there like another movie that's like also based off Roland Doe? Oh, yes, for sure. I think there's, there is. I, I think it's super interesting that uh, that's it seemed like flying to the radar, that, like a story like that existed. But uh, I love the fact this guy like, you know, when he's 14, he went through some shit and then led a life. And like had a whole did a, a whole very thing. successful Big ass life. Yeah. Yeah. He got, he got, got us, us to the space. Moon. Yeah. That's amazing. That's nuts. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. I was like, love that. Hey. That's cool. So let me just say, going back to the main episode, I don't know what I believe about the exorcist film. That article right there was like, that's a lot of like pretty verifiable stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if we'll have like a deep book about his life now that we know who he is and maybe there'll be some investigations in the future and maybe we'll learn a little bit more. If that you want a great look at what exorcisms are like, you should watch the Nathan for you episode where <laughs> he tries to market haunted houses on the real estate market. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta watch it. Do yourself a that favor. That sounds cool. That's a little, it's, it's more funny than cool, but you really just need to get, watch it. it. If you have 20 minutes, this is just a wreck for, this is a secret Patreon only wreck for people. Uh, go watch Nathan for you. The episode with the realtor. I'm the ghost looking realtor. It up right now. It's fucking <laughs> incredible. Uh, that's all I got. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's it for all of us today here at, uh, at uh, the Patreon mini. So thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you guys for enjoying the episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new mini. for all of you in part two of Alex's main episode at episode 135. Part two we'll of part one. Part two of part one of a now potentially two part or four parter. Part two yeah. of part one of a right. two part four part. Exactly. Yeah. Split into thirds. Uh, it's got periods, quarters, and innings. He gets and then it. And the very last episode is actually the Greenstone part three. Bonus overtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bonus he overtime. Gets it. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you to Raycon for sponsoring these episodes. And I am very happy to have Raycon back in my corner. I'm sure you've already heard of Raycon at this point. They have a bajillion collaborations with creators across the digital spectrum. 
and in the five years since they launched they've become known for a few things their comfort which is their perfect fit included an impressive battery life which i will absolutely personally vouch for i use my earbuds every night before to go to bed and i only have to charge those things like once every four or five days and of course premium sound at an affordable price, which is why I'm so excited to share that a new player has entered the game. Bing, 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 bong, bong, bing, bong. That's video game noises. Raycon's gaming series, both earbuds and headphones. Both of them wireless. The earbuds are compact, portable, universal, with the headphones being com comfortable and immersive. Hypersync low latency tech allows you to hear and see what you're playing lag-free, which is huge, but get this, they also have haptic vibration, which enhances your immersion with sound that you can literally feel vibrating against your eardrums. And maybe for some games, that could be a lot more fun than intended. They come with three sound profiles, pure, balanced, or bass, if that's what you love, and the optimized gaming mic, which of course focuses on your voice and blocks out noise from, you know, everywhere else in the room. It's so simple. All you have to do is seamlessly pair with any of the major platforms that with a click of a button. And as always, you get a 30-day Raycon happiness guarantee with free shipping and returns, no questions asked. They also offer a buy now and pay later option. So stay on the winning team and go to buyraycon.com CP today to get 15% off your Raycon order. You'll also get $20 off Raycon's gaming earbuds or $10 off their gaming headphones. That's buyraycon.com CP to score 15% off and even more savings by raycon.com slash cp. Hello, my little chiluminauts, and welcome to Minisode 78. Today, <laughs> we bring you a delectable <laughs> taste across the internet. I need to let you know, many sites. the number 78 can never and will never be sexy. <laughs> 78. I gave the him my best shot. 78. Really no, doesn't do it for me. Number 78. It's not even scary. It's not even like a chills number. 78 no, is the least cool number. number. The least cool number. Yeah. Uh, we got some good stuff for you today. I know I, I know what you two got, so let me just do mine real quick because it's pretty easy. You know what sure. I got? You don't even know what I got. Well, you said you got a great article, so that usually means it's going to be beefier than what I've got. Because my initial topic was that the Asperomancer had given her, us her 2022 predictions, and yeah. I was really excited about that. But I read through the Asperomancer predictions. They were kind of like generic and boring. So Not you know? as good as Baba Venga's? Not, not nearly as good as Baba Venga's. If you, go watch that episode last week, everybody. It was great. Um, so instead, some UFOs have been spotted, everybody. Oh, damn. Over Classic. the course, the coast of Florida, a video of some mysterious lights. Let me get you boys the link so you can watch this news article. Now, we're sure this, this was just broadcast. Florida man doing something dumb. If he, it could, I mean, that'd be, I mean, I wouldn't, I guess maybe. I'm about to, Matt, listen, would, I'm about to watch this and immediately debunk it. No, it's a, I'll give you the time code at 30 seconds. You can oh. see the lights over the ocean. They just took a picture of it. I guess there's no video. It's just a picture of them. But there you go. Definitive proof of aliens visiting here. I'll give you the read. I'll read the article while you do that. A couple in Florida were left scratching their heads when oh they spotted boy. a curious cluster of lights hovering silently in the night. So they were just hovering quietly over the ocean. According to local media report, Matt Krause and his wife experienced the intriguing sighting on Wednesday evening in the coastal city of Naples. Initially, the pair noticed one very bright object out over the water, but things quickly took a strange turn. New lights appeared near it, and they got very, very bright at that point, Krause recalled. 
There were four of them, and they kind of moved in different directions. Puzzled by what they were seeing, the couple managed to snap a few photographs of the odd UFO cluster and are still wondering what they witnessed. What I can explain is why they were so bright, Krause mused, noting that that he was also puzzled by how one of them was stationary for 15 minutes. Uh, So essentially, your kind of typical UFO encounter, very quiet lights, all of a sudden a bunch appeared, they started getting bright, moving, and then they scattered and disappeared. My thing is like, why not a video? Yeah, I'm curious why not a video. It really would have served so much better for their argument and and everybody else if we could see a video of these things moving and not just like a weird picture, especially if they was there for 15 minutes. What's interesting is that, first off, I didn't realize how close Naples was to one of my favorite places. Shout out to Marco Island, Florida. Lovely. You should check it out. Marco Island. You should go check it out. Anyway, uh, also (laughs) just nearby Naples, Florida, just, you know, just to put this out there. Uh Coast Guard, Air Force Base, uh, Civil Air Patrol. Just saying, there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, they've got uh, all sorts of things going on there that this could Love easily it. be. Well, I don't know what to tell you. That's aliens to me, man. I Let's mean, just it's, it's a good pick. Four That's a good pick. Have- the light on the water looks good. I'll give it that. <laughs> well- Let's be honest. I got listen. The moon cube ended up being a fucking pebble. All right. I need some sort of alien news. <laughs> I man. get you. I feel like, bad I, for you. I'm not surprised that that's what it ended you up know being. What? But I, I did still. I did learn a lot from that though. From the pebble on the moon, when people were like, "Well, how is it possible that from so far away it could look like one thing and up close look like something else?" And thank God for scientists and like nerds coming in being like, yeah, so there's no atmosphere on the moon. So here's 8 million reasons why it wouldn't look like it was like, yeah, yeah. Scientific yeah I mean, even reasons. just anybody who knows anything about cameras can tell you, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very basic scientific principle. It sucks. But I think we all knew the minute they said we saw this thing and we even joked about it. The minute we get up to it, people are going to be like, well, that's just a cover up. Wow. That's yeah. Just how oh, yeah. People are. oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's all that's already running around and they I haven't replaced seen it with a regular stone. <laughs> no, science can't happen, man. Science means they're lying. If they give well, you 8,000 reasons, scientific reasons, you'd be surprised 8,000 lies. Absolutely the truth. believe that. <laughs> I, know, I know. Here's the thing. Science, once you start, once you start to learn, once you start to actually learn how science works and how physics work and how this like space and time and light work, the it's exciting all the time. You don't have to like stake your life in like things that you think would be cool. If you understand it all, yeah, it's all very cool. You can <laughs> just get into it existential and you don't have to feel like a dumbass every time somebody tells you you're wrong and then you lash out and double down like a fucking idiot. Yeah. If you, uh, if you are a, like a scientist, you realize you're mostly wrong all the time. That's the whole, that's the whole that's thing. The fun of it. Yeah. That's yeah. the fun. Cause imagine your, when you the, do find it, you know, yeah. being a scientist means you're t- trying to prove yourself wrong constantly. It's yeah. like literally the whole point. Yeah. Anyway, that's my depressing article. Whoever wants to take it away take it away. Uh, check it out. So I got, so ready. I got, two quick, I got two quick things for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar things. These are both from coast to coast AM, but this one comes courtesy of phantoms and monsters. Uh, s- someone who lives in Leesburg, Virginia, uh, a couple Thursdays ago, a trail camera that they had at around 6 AM in their backyard, uh, usually just picks up like deer or whatever, walking by or whatever, bypassing animals. But this clip that I'm about to show you, it's just, you know, that, you know, the Fresno nightcrawlers. 
Yes, yes I'm excited this, now. Yes. This is like the opposite of the Fresno nightclub. Oh, Never mind. No. <laughs> no, it's good. It's I'm good. excited it's just, for a different reason. No, now. it's good. It's just as good, but just it's the opposite part of the body. Mm. Link me, Daddy. The Wait, opposite part of the what body. Is that? Oh, right, okay. Right what? at the beginning of the clip. What? It's like right at the beginning of the clip. That this shirt man, pale <laughs> humanoid, okay. Leesburg, Virginia. Can I make this playback slower? Yes, I yes, can. You let's can. Bring this, let's slow this thing down for a minute because I already have a guess. Slow it down to 0.25 yeah. and watch it with in mind. It's the, it's the ass of an animal and we're watching a tail wag. That's no tail. Those are like That's jeans. That's not like a cow tail <laughs> to no, you? No, those are like jeans. No, so that is not 0.25. Jeans. I'm, I'm 0.25 and pause playing. It and like pause it when it's bright enough. That doesn't look like jeans. That looks like freaking wrinkled flesh. No way. I, That's jeans. It looks to me like a Jar Jar Binks's hand. Like whipping around his body like in a wide arc. No, if you <laughs> if you pause at zero, 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 at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever that is, you can clearly see. So lines, you can see the lines of oh, something yeah, right sewed the together. Top. Yeah, going up from like like maybe like fifteen percent like hemlines. Yeah, there's clearly something down the left side. There's like an angular upwards arcing. Yeah, and then it goes down. Okay, yeah, I can see that. But I see I I see like a cow's ass too. I see what you're saying. A little just the thing that wags. It just reminds me of like the a cow's tail. Yeah, I I totally see it. I see what you're saying, but I'm seeing Jar Jar Binks tubular fingers. Is it doesn't have a lead up? You know what I mean? It's literally the beginning is the thing, and then the rest of the footage is nothing. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it's a wildlife camera because it goes yeah. off like when it triggers the camera. So whatever happened, it did got pretty close before it triggered the camera. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the two trail cam type sightings. This one is uh, from Montana. This one is a photograph. It's captured by Donald Bromley, who placed several of these like trail cameras around uh, near Redgate near Deer Lodge. Um, and, uh, they have batteries that last one year, but this camera lost all its power in two months. And when he examined the images uh, that he, that were taken by all the trail cams, this this image that he has is only on the one that it's on. The other ones don't have this image. So I'm going to show it to okay. you. It's not, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not in motion, so it's a little bit underwhelming compared to the previous one. But check it out. Tell me what you think. Uh, looks like a reptilian. This is kind of a no audio situation. He said he thought it was a person at first, but then he noticed that it had kind of like a strange bulbous head. And the more he looked at it, the more it freaked him out, which, you know, kind of happens with the word sprinkle. If you think about it for too long, (laughs) Uh, but he says it's unrealistic that somebody would be passing through here because, uh, to get to the spot publicly is a quote from him to get to that spot publicly. It's miles, literally miles to get there. And you probably have to drop a thousand feet in elevation just to get to that point. So he thinks that it would be strange for it to just be a person, especially when it looks like they're wearing like something strange or almost I nothing. agree. It's very strange, but also it is weird looking to discount <laughs> like wilderness. Look, I've said this story. I'll say it again. There are wilderness. There are people who live in the woods and that is like, and I don't know if they're friendly or not, but every time I've seen them, they, I've been like, oh, are we dying Dude, right now? Living off the land we, as given them bulbous heads. I mean, maybe I you telling me a naked person out in the woods got caught on camera. I would believe you engorged bulbous heads. <laughs> I mean, that's a blurred, a blurred movement that could be hair. 
You're right, but it looks like, I mean, you see how it looks like the Grey Kazoo, right? No, it, lo- it looks like, a, like, like an <laughs> alien ghost is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It's a very weird picture. Yeah. But the fact that it's so blurry and in motion makes it's like hard it's to tell. It's very hard to tell, yeah. It's pretty good. It, I'll put the, you just gotta bug me. I'll put them up. That's I'm awesome. sorry, everyone. Why, why, why are you sorry? Sometimes I forget. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes no, I'm okay. going to put it up. I need somebody to bug me because I'm, you know, I don't know if I have ADHD, but it feels like I do sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Jesse, what do you got for I want to wrap this up today? I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to like read most of the article to you because there's, it, it's, I can't describe it the way this article does in such a great, this is one of those few times in my life where I'm blown away that like, you know what? It isn't just a garbage article. This one's very nice. I think this is something we need for 2022 moving forward, putting it all out there in the ether. This is for everyone at home. We're going to head to Tokyo and meet a guy named Shoji Morimoto, who has been accustomed to Almost his entire life, he's 38 years old now, almost his entire life, he has been told by his family, his classmates, his co-workers, everyone, that he is a do-nothing. He is the kind of guy that just sits back and lets others take the initiative, and he's a nobody. And they're like, you're going to be a nobody. Is a musical about to happen to him? In 2018, (laughs) unemployed, on a whim, the self-described slacker opened a Twitter account under the moniker, do nothing, rent a man. And began offering his different, like his companionship to people, but saying he will not, like, he's not going to lift stuff for you. He's not like, literally, he's just going to be there. It's like a friendly presence. Yes. And he sent it out to the world. He's like, look, I will do this. And he said, I lend myself out to do nothing, which means I don't make any special effort. I don't initiate conversation. I reply to chit chat, but that's it. I'm not going to, you know, like lift your stuff or clean your thing. I'm not going to do whatever. And they say he schedules up to three appointments every single day. What? He has turned down requests to clean houses, to be a friend, to do laundry, to make scintillating banter, visit a haunted house, pose nude. But he has stood in the freezing cold in the rain to be the audience for a struggling street musician accompanied the painfully self-conscious uh, on outings to shop or to the restaurants. So they don't have to eat alone and even shared cake with a lonely soul on a birthday. He says, people use me in different ways. Some people are lonesome. Some people feel it's a shame to go anywhere interesting alone. And they want someone to share their impressions with. I would do this What's- if I lived in Japan. I would trust, I would trust this. I would trust this if I lived in Japan. Yeah. It's like, what's amazing is there's a huge variety of personalities, circumstances, and situations. And that's striking to me every time I go out and do this stuff on a recent weekday, he met a woman in her thirties, one of his regulars. And uh, you know, after their greetings, they sat down, drank coffee in complete silence. The woman who didn't want her name put out there said, Mr. Rental (laughs) offers a safe space with no judgment, no strings attacks attached, no talking. So she just like sat there with him and that was enough for her. It's crazy. That like it's so simple and like beautiful in a way. Um, right, yeah, I was going to say that's kind of nice. Yeah, and he said Japanese women tend to worry about what others think and about not being a burden to others. And he said I it's exhausting. So it's freeing when they can hang out with me and, you know, it, they don't have to obsess over all that stuff. 
Yeah. The concept wow. of offering to be a plus one at restaurants or on shopping trips is not unheard of in Japan, but Morimoto was perhaps the first to entertain a wide range of assignments, air quotes, for nothing more than the cost of the car fare and if needed meals. So he isn't even like charging a bunch to do this. He's doing it because he's like a good dude. That's why online. That's cool. Yeah. Followed online by more than a quarter of a million people. He trudges around town often going outside town too to meet with people on this steady this steady stream of clients as he has he is a renta man and it struck a chord with the workaholic and conformist country of japan thousands of curious encounters later his experiences have earned him a living he's written four books including a manga comic he has uh, what yeah, and it's about joining clients for a few hours at a cafe or an outing, providing moral support while a client filed for divorce, that kind of thing. Okay. While his clientele skews overwhelmingly female, some of the more poignant stories he has come from men who are, you know, just aching to have a total stranger's ear. There was one young man uh, stuck in a soul killing office job who asked this dude, the rent man to meet him on the swings after work just so and this is a quote to briefly relive the joy of being alive <laughs> that's depressing that sounds like an advertisement a? for earthbound is what that sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good another unforgettable client was a lonely young man who asked to share a home-cooked meal and an unbearable secret his mother had raised him to a life of crime and he'd been sent to a reformatory for his role in a robbery that left a woman dead. Oh and my yet, God. He told Damn. Mr. Rental. He still pined for the love of his mother, even though she ruined his life. Holy shit. Mr. Yeah, Rental's well, signature sad. props, a blue cap and backpack and his inexplicable, like minor celebrity status inspired a 12 part semi-fictionalized Amazon prime series last year. What, what is it called? I, I do Rent not know. Yeah, I kind of want to yeah. see what that's all about. Have you heard of Critics. that show, uh, Gaycation? Yes. Yeah. With yeah. Uh, Elliot yes. Page? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to like Japan to like, they, they got permission to film this guy come out to his mom. And like with them in the in the moment was a guy that the guy hired to pretend to be his friend. Interesting. And so it's Elliot page in this and, and the, I think it's like just the cameraman and then like, you know, major celebrity camera crew mom and this person who's coming out to his mom for the first time. And then the other guy. Yeah. Mom gets up and leaves because she can't handle it. And the fucking rent a friend goes out there and like, like, talks to her about it and like convinces her to come back in and like accept the situation and like Incredible. saves the moment. Unbelievable. That's Incredible. crazy. What yeah. a, well, that's a man who's doing his job. Well, well, uh, uh, critics say get a job, the married father. So I guess, uh, he is married. Shoji's married and he has a kid. Uh, but I don't feel the need to answer to anyone. They're entitled to their opinions. By evening, Morimoto was on the move again, headed for drinks with a soft-spoken 44-year-old healthcare worker named uh, Tamami. Uh, With a friend, you have to worry about whether they would like the bar or not, or whether they like what you have to say. But with Mr. Rentelson, he just straight up says yes or no. It's less drama than going out with a friend. It's like hanging out with Ted. Sparks scores of copycats, uh, but he says he's just getting started. He resents inferences that this is anything like a real job. He says nothing's more fun than doing nothing. 
feels like <laughs> my job yeah. sometimes. I I love this article because it is like so beautifully human. This dude is just yeah, you know, I wasn't doing anything, and I figured I'd go hang out with random strangers and make them feel good about themselves. And I'm like, that's beautiful. It would man. feel great to just yeah. have somebody around. You know, it's like having a dog that that can understand you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's a, that's an interesting way to compare it. But yes, I would do that job. I'd go hang out with some people and just like stand up for them. As best if I was I in can. Japan, I would trust them all. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, Japan. Yeah, that's true. It would have to be out like Japan or Irvine. Japan or Irvine? <laughs> yeah. Actually, fuck that. I don't want to be in Irvine. Yeah, you don't want to go to probably, Irvine. It's probably fucked up inside the houses. Yeah. Uh, well, good <laughs> shit, everybody. Thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us in this little mini-sode. We are well on our way to mini-sode 100. We are bang, bang, uh, bang. only a few to go. Only a few more there, and we'll be there. Um, we will see you guys next week with a brand new mini-sode. Thank you guys so much, and see you next time. Bye. Anyway. Me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in the fall. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.